Hey, welcome, 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 welcome. There's your sound effects. Um, <laughs> Keith, what's up, everybody? This is Side Friend Chronicles. Um, your girl, Estella Bella, coming to you solo. Um, per the last couple of weeks, while Jimmy takes his break, if you were unaware, now you know. Um, thank you, Keith, for letting people know that I cannot be on time as, um, it is bad luck as a Mexican to show up to anything on time. It's why we are always late. Um, I don't know that that's true, but we're going to go with it. We're going to go with it. I like it. Um, welcome to the show, everybody. Um, I feel a little unorganized currently, and that's because I just showed up at my house. I just unpackaged um, these while uh, the the intro music was going. Um, Loki uh, chewed my my microphone cord and my headphone cords, so I had to replace both. And they just got here like right before um, I was on live on Instagram, so perfect timing. Um, how are we feeling today? If you're here, say something in the chat. If it's just Larry, William, and Keith, then that's enough for a party, right? <clears throat> I think I have enough personality for us all. Um, so a lot has happened in the last week since I've spoken to you guys. Um, I feel like it's safe to say that um, that whole story with Crazy Homegirl is definitely at an end. I haven't received any more messages from her, so that is good news. Um, I love to share good news. Um, that is hopefully water under the bridge. That's um, a, a phrase I'm using a lot today. Uh... I did something. <laughs> uh, I wasn't going to talk about this, but um, I'm going to. It's humiliating. Um, I took an edible <laughs> over the weekend. Um, typically, that shit never does anything to me. And I mean, I've literally had to take multiple because nothing was happening. I've never had a reaction to anything like that in my life that doesn't even, it barely even makes me tired when I've taken them before. Um, I don't know the, the details of the contents of this one. That's probably my mistake right there, but that shit fucking took me out. I like, I think I was dying, honestly. Um, I was throwing up. <laughs> I peed my pants while I was throwing up. Obviously, I have two children. Um, it doesn't take much for me to pee my pants. Honestly, if I jump, I pee my pants. If I sneeze, I pee my pants. If I cough, I pee my pants. And if I throw up, I am most definitely peeing my pants. And I did. I did. And bless his fucking soul. He got to witness all of that shit. I literally told him I was going to shit my pants too because I just felt like I didn't have any control over my body at all. Like I couldn't feel my legs. I couldn't feel my arms. When I moved, I felt like it was going like in a sequence. Like, you know, like when you see movies and there's like, they move their arm and it has like freeze frames almost like dragging. Um, that's how every movement was for me. And I remember I would say something to him and then almost immediately I would question if I really said that or if I was just saying that in my head. <laughs> Guys, I was fucking freaking out. Um, <laughs> Obviously, never doing that again. Um, but I, it also made me think of this other point, which is why I'm even bringing this up in the first place. I'm not afraid to 
you know, talk about humiliating shit for myself. Um, for those of you who know me, um, I'm a human being. I do human shit. I make mistakes. I, you know, all the things. Anyways, so I'm saying that to say that a, I was very surprised that he still talked to me the next day and the following day and today um, because I don't know if like men and women may be different in this um, area and maybe they're not. Maybe I'm just, you know, I don't know. But like, or maybe I have a question on how this works. Um, is how men and women differ um, in having to take care of someone who is like physically ill at such an early stage in whatever friendship, relationship, whatever. Like I was literally hugging the toilet and like face in it didn't want to move because I knew I had to throw up and I was wearing his fucking sweatpants and I peed my pants and I was so like, I'm laying there. I know I'm physically sick. I have a hard time just focusing and thinking. And then I'm like also dealing with the fact that like, there's that part of you in your head that like is sober kind of like is talking to the you that's like, in the physical, you know, form and realm that's like having a conversation with yourself. Like, so you're seriously hugging a toilet, right? Now. I was, I was having this in my head. I said, I was hugging, I'm hugging a toilet right now. I'm throwing up. I'm peeing my pants, wearing his sweats. And I'm afraid I'm going to shit my pants in front of him at his house. This is the absolute worst thing that could ever fucking happen to me. <laughs> like, I was like, fucking great. Um, you guys, I know that if it was roles reversed, right, I would not have like, I would have been just the same, right? Concerned, like, oh my God, I feel so bad. What else can I do? Like not even think twice about it. Like if it was him on the toilet, like throwing up, you know, pissing his pants, shitting his pants. Like I would have done everything I could the way he was like, he was fucking amazing. Um, to like help him clean up and keep his dignity intact. Right. Like that. And not even thought about it. I would have been like, extra sweet the next day just because you, you know you want them to like it's okay like you're a human being like it's fine like shit happens like literally shit happens I really did tell him I was gonna shit my pants and I sat on the toilet and I couldn't shit like thank god I didn't um oh my god the worst that was the worst <laughs> so and just like another thing so this guy has literally seen me in the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? Like I met him and it was, we were like near with playing like with water. We were on a slip and slide. Like, so my makeup's melting off my face and I'm like, great. He gets to see my actual face. Fucking great. Love this for me. Not really. Right. And now all of that, just all of that, all those human moments, like every fucking thing throwing up pissing all the shit right like so bad and just feel like there's no there's no mystery left <laughs> I'm like this is who I am um and like you know the part of you is like that well that's it right that's all no mystery no wonder no nothing like that's just what it is um and I feel like usually in people's like friendships or relationships, it takes time to like see them be human, right? Like, but no, this is just fast forward from the gate. Um, so here I am humiliated as shit and uh, sharing that story with you guys. Um, that was my weekend. 
Well, it was just one night. And I didn't know how long those are supposed to last, but I feel like it lasted way too fucking long. Um, so no more edibles for me. That is that. I will stick to really nothing. I, I drink sometimes. I really only drink with my cousin. She's the only one I actually get fucked up with. Um, but that's very few and far between. <sighs> okay. Moving on. Just thought I'd share that. That piece of humiliation. I don't know what your guys' experience is with edibles. Let's see. I am not wearing my contacts. That is a bad thing. Um, William Lewis knows somebody who eats edibles to help them sleep. Yeah, that's what I thought was going to happen. But every time I started to feel like relaxed, like I was going to fall asleep, I got really nauseous. Um, thank you, Matt. No, you can't see my feet. Sorry. Um, Larry only drinks beer. Yeah, that's a safe route for sure. Keith said he passed the test. Good man. He has been so far. No complaints. Um, yeah, I just, that was quite the experience. Um, I never want to feel like that again. I don't like not being in control. It's probably why I don't typically partake in any kind of substances. Um, I like to have control of my thoughts and my body um, for a lot of reasons. I think as a female, like just knowing that like anything that has happened to me that was like violating me mostly happened while I was under the influence. And so I don't know if that's like where it comes from, where I'm just like, oh, no, I don't want to be like not in control of myself. Um, but yeah, or if I'm just a fucking control freak, um, that could be that as well. Um, calling myself out here. <sighs> Next. Next. Oh, what's up, Clifton? It's been a while since you've been here. Um, Aldis, right? That's you. Um, next on the thing, I wanted to talk about gun control really kind of quick. Um, because, and I know that there's a lot of people who are not going to agree with me and that's okay. I don't fucking care. Um, you guys can talk about what you think on your own podcast. Um, but on this one, I will say what I feel. And the thing I was going to say about that is because I was thinking about this, um, I'm on Instagram trolling as I do sometimes when I have a moment and I just like need a break from life and to not think about shit. Uh, I come across a lot of there. I have a lot of people who I follow who follow me that I am friends with that are more on the right side of the fence than the left side of the fence, right? And I know I am more left-leaning. Like, if I'm on a fence, my legs are on the left side, for sure. Like, 1,000%. Um, I own that. Um, but I don't, I, I don't fully subscribe to either, right? There are things over here that I'm like, okay, I agree with that. But mostly over here, I agree more with that. Uh, yeah. Anyways, so... But I was thinking because a lot of the people that are more on the right side are like anti-gun control, right? They're like anti-stricter regulations for purchasing a firearm. And for me, I, I don't. Like, I want to own a gun. I like shooting guns. I think it's fun, like, to go to a shooting range. Like, I enjoy doing that. Um, I haven't done it in a while, but I enjoy it. I like having the freedom to do so. And um, I don't think owning a gun is a bad thing and having one in your house for protection or whatever, as long as it's you don't have children having access to that shit. Like, and if you do, that they have learned that you need to respect something that has so much power, right? To take a life or whatever. Um, I think that that's really important. Now, when it comes to an AR-15, though, I don't think it's necessary. And I don't think that everybody should have access to it. But the argument on that right side 
is always um, our Constitution, right, Second Amendment right is to be able to own firearms in case the government turns on us one day. Okay, so I see that. I hear you. What's wild about it, though, to me, uh, that um, stance on it is these people who have this belief, right, like we should have access to our guns because it's our Second Amendment right. They're always like self-classified patriots, right? Like they're America. They bleed red, white, and blue, right? This is who this um, demographic is. And they're they're pro-blue lives, right? They're like pro-police, pro-blue lives. They, they, they support our military and our veterans. Like the, the group of people who, who don't feel like there should be tougher regulations and that they should have access to an AR-15 whenever the fuck they want um, are on this side of the fence, right? Blue lives, patriots pro-military. But what I don't understand is if that's how you feel, right? And if if the, the boys in blue are your brothers and our armed forces are your brothers and sisters, right? What are you so afraid of? Like, why are you afraid of the government turning on you? Because it would essentially be your boys in blue or the military enforcing this shit, right? And if you think that they sit on the same side of the fence with you, which a lot of them fucking do, like, let's keep it real. The majority of the police force in America is white. A lot of them are fucking racist, whether it's explicit or implicit. And... Um, I don't understand. I'm trying to figure out how to articulate this because this is kind of like me processing as I'm talking about it because this these were my thoughts. Like the boys in blue are your your guys. But are you saying that that if the time came and the government decided, hey, let's go like round some fucking people up, right? And let's like take this shit down. Do you think that they are not capable of being an individual when it came to that point? Because they're all like self-classified patriots as well who want their Second Amendment rights because they're afraid the government's going to turn on them. But they are the government. So like who's going to turn on you if that's who you are? I don't. Does that make sense? Like am I like are you understanding what I'm saying? Um because that was my thought process. Like, the people who support that shit are, like, part of the government that they're afraid that's going to turn on them. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know. I don't know why anybody would be against a background check. I've had to have multiple background checks because I worked in schools, nonprofit sector for the Department of Corrections, actually, in Oregon. Um, I needed to go through background checks to make sure that I was good. And I've never been worried about it because I don't have shady shit or anything in my background that um, would suggest that I can't work in these spaces. Um, And I wouldn't mind having to go through all the steps and all the obstacles to obtain a firearm, I think that that's the way it should fucking be. And like a meme I saw said, why are you okay with Joe Schmo having a fucking weapon that police are too afraid to confront themselves? Like those police officers did not enter that school they were afraid, right? And you think that people should have access to that shit? I don't think so. I don't think everybody should. And and I know that there are already gun regulations in place. I, what I don't think that there is is um, 
I don't think there's enough of a, like an agency or something really overseeing that all these steps are like actually um, followed through. Like, I don't think that there's anything, anybody there overall making sure that like all the boxes are being checked before this person gets to access a gun, right? So TK says, government going on the offense is just one of the many talking points they like to use, mainly because which government entity is not clearly defined. Can you elaborate on that? Um, I have never heard it put this way. Makes me think. Um, I'm glad that you do. It's just something that I was thinking because I'm like, If that ever did happen, it is these same people who would have to, like, implement the the regulations or the force being um, put on us by the government, you know. But, like, would they actually do it in that case? Um, I don't know. That's just what I thought. Um, Because it's them. They're the ones who have it. (laughs) So... Uh, something to ponder, something I pondered. I was taking a walk. I had seen some shit. I keep seeing this shit. It's the same fucking people on my feed. And a lot of the dumb memes, I'm sorry, I'm going to say this. They're stupid fucking memes. And it's, it's honestly, and I don't like to shit on people who didn't attend college or whatever, because I don't think that everybody um, needs it or whatever. And I don't think that every everybody who doesn't attend it isn't intelligent. I think there are multiple intelligences, right? But there are a lot of people who lack critical thinking skills. And like, overwhelmingly so, it's people that I know that like barely made it through high school who are sharing this shit that's like, clearly propaganda right like it's just like blatant propaganda and like they they share it and and it's doing its job it's supposed to like you know elicit an emotional response for you and like ah you know like and it's working but it's it's the shit like that that I'm just like how come you're incapable of like thinking of other perspectives and it's just because you want to have a gun that I don't think you fucking need I don't know I don't think anybody fucking needs that shit um some think they will need to defend against state governments and not necessarily federal agencies sure but are the police a federal agency like I don't you know like who who enforces it locally National Guard, that's a federal thing, right? And like the military, federal, but like police forces are state and like city, right? And I don't know, the boys in blue are typically overwhelmingly white. And as we have seen a lot of, I don't think everybody's racist. I don't think that. Um, I do think that a lot of people have an implicit bias um, that they're maybe not aware of. And maybe they are aware of it. I think in those agencies, you do have to be aware of what those are. I know that when I um, interned at the Department of Corrections, um, the first thing we had to do was take implicit bias tests. And I know that I don't I've heard of people saying, oh, you can beat that. But like if you're not like. Like working on or trying to figure out or taking. um you know, practice, I don't know, you, you have to answer questions fast enough or it knows your thinking. And so like, that was something we had to do immediately before we started doing anything. Um, cause I was in the office of diversity and inclusion at that, um, institution. So that was extra important, right? So that they can know where I stood. And, um, I had completely opposite results of everybody. I had, a strong preference for black people versus white people. I had a strong automatic preference for Arab pers- Arab people versus white people. 
I had a strong automatic preference for just for people of color over white people. I'm like, damn, like I like I thought about all this afterwards and I was like, holy shit, like. But it makes sense. It makes sense. Um, But and I also had a strong automatic preference for female and work and men home, like with kids, um, which was opposite of, of everybody else. They all had the the strong preference for the opposites. And um, I didn't aware, I wasn't aware that I had this bias, I guess, against white people that I, I mean, I had always been aware of me talking about it and laugh, you know, just like fucking around, just growing up where I grew up and, you know, being Mexican and in a family of people who have been discriminated against. Um, and have told their stories and things that I've witnessed. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of shit that you don't, you aren't aware of. We had to take these tests. So I'm assuming that if I had to in that institution, that it's something that you have to do as an officer. And I know part of my job there was, um, I had to seek out, um, cultural, racial, um, training opportunities because as officers they're supposed to get certain amount of hours um of this kind of stuff per month or whatever to stay in compliance with what they're supposed to do i don't know if that's the case for everywhere obviously it doesn't seem like it but that's what it was for that institution um keith i know not all white people some white people are cool as fuck so i'm just saying that was my overall like uh, implicit bias I wasn't aware of that I had. It was opposite though. It was flipped compared to like what people who are not of color like would have. So um, yeah, <sighs> that's how I feel about the gun thing. I don't know if y'all f- feel me or understand what I'm trying to say. I don't know. Maybe y'all didn't think about it like that. Uh, Larry says he didn't think about that way. Um, think about it. Let me know. Write in the comments. Do you agree? Disagree? Uh, we don't have to get crazy or anything like that. You can say what you feel and not being at and not be an asshole. Um, but yes, moving on, moving on. Okay. So I came across another video on YouTube <laughs> I think YouTube likes to feed me this shit because, like, I'm very um, curious and interested in, like, I'm a psych major. One of my majors in college was psychology. Um, I love to, I'm a curious person. I want to understand all the things. I, human behavior is very um, interesting to me. Um, I don't mean to, I think sometimes when I talk about shit like this to people, they think that, I don't know what they think, that they don't think about it the way that I do. Um, or they think it's like this, like ulterior motive that I have. And I'm really just curious and I want to learn all the things. And it's like interesting to me. Um, I am in a, taking a neurotransformational, like coaching course. So like this shit is like, it's like I geek out on it. Right. Um, but also being a woman and in my thirties and feeling like I'm fully coming into my power and finally feeling like I, cause I, I think I am male, masculine, um, energy, like dominant, right? Like, and I think that it's because I've had to be, um, mom, dad, head of household, like take care, like build my own furniture and my, you know, like do all the things for such a long time by myself that like, I do, I have to have both present, but like, I think I, it is more heavy, like more masculine. And I feel like at my age now, that I'm finally starting to be open um, to stepping in and maybe allowing some of the feminine stuff to like 
you know, kind of come in. Um, it's, it's hard. It's a vulnerable thing for me. Um, I've always, my mom told me I was a son she never had. Like when I'm telling you, I've been heavy on the masculine energy for a long time. And I think that it has actually, it's probably why I'm not like married or anything. Like I, and why previous relationships didn't work. I felt, I feel like there was a couple of relationships where there was a power struggle and I felt like these men couldn't compete and they wanted to compete, which was weird to me. Um, I even had one say like, let me be the man. You've been the man so long, like let me be the man. And to that, my response was, I shouldn't have to let you like just be the fucking man, you know, like that was my response at the time. Um, but I was also not as self-aware in those years that I am now currently and hopefully continue to grow into. Um, so with that being said, I, I'm being fed shit on this YouTube, um, algorithm. Um, what I'm noticing though, like the RC Blake's thing that I talked about what, like two episodes ago, um, and this one currently that I'm going to bring up, which is Stefan Speaks. Don't know if you guys are aware of him. Um, a lot of men on the internet, like I, there's another one I follow on Instagram, like dating something um, where all his, his reels are geared towards women. And he's trying to explain to women what they're doing wrong or, or right or what they shouldn't do or what they should do to like win male attention, affection, etc. And it's just, it blows my mind how many women seek male advice on how to be a woman when men aren't women, right? And I know that there's like deeper issues in that, but also, how do I word this? How do I word this? It's like, not gonna sound like a fucking cunt. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say right now. Let me think about that. But a lot of men seem to have a lot of advice for women on how to be a woman and how to be attractive to men. Um, and I'm, I listened to this and I don't, I think that the way that he, he spoke and like framed it and, um, that it wasn't. And uh, a condescending, like, it, it wasn't a negative experience for me to watch this video, um, if that makes sense. And there's a lot of shit that I do agree with him on. Um, and that was, I was pleasantly surprised. And I'm going to share this with you. Um, the video was called Five Feminine Traits Men Find Irresistible. Now, I don't like the title because I think that it will pull in hella insecure women, right? Like, I, I fucking bit the bait, right? I don't think I'm insecure, but I mean, I do have my moments. I'm human. But um, not a sec, but attractive to him, not necessarily attractive to him. Yeah. Anyways, it got me. I was like, hmm, let's see what he has to say. Let's see how I can pick this apart like I like to do, right? Um, one thing he said, and I think, okay, so this was the part that I think that made me, I'm glad he said this in the very beginning because I don't think it, if he wouldn't have said this, I probably wouldn't have been as invested in watching this, right? Um but I think what it really all came down to um, is that 
our society at this point doesn't um, really give a lot of men the space to be vulnerable, to be emotional, to to be human in those ways and to like tap into their feminine. And I'm not saying that I don't think that that should have like a negative connotation, but it does. Right. And there's a lot of people, both men and women who perpetuate that shit and make men feel like they can't be. It's like, Oh, fucking man up, quit being a bitch, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, I'm not, I don't like that shit at all. So like, like I've said before, like someone asked the question, is it okay for men to be vulnerable and share their feelings and be this? And I said, yes. And I think that the right woman, right. Isn't going to shame you or make you feel anything less for like being a human being and having a fucking moment and like, and sharing that. Like for me, that would be an honor. I'd be like, oh my God, he opened up to me. Like, is this the circle of trust? Like, I like it. That's what I want to be. Right. Um, and I think a lot of women feel that way, but the wrong ones don't. Like the ones who are not there yet, who like they themselves probably can't even tap into that themselves, which is the people who you're not safe around. Right. Cause they're not even safe with their own feelings and emotions. Um, that I will say, but Number one on his list of the five feminine traits that men find irresistible is, he said, a woman expresses herself. Now, he did say what came to my mind at that exact moment was, no fucking man finds a woman who expresses herself irresistible. Like, they do not want to hear your shit, right? But he also, you know, elaborated that the right man will like it. And here's why. Um, He says that a man who loves you wants to be on the same page as you. Expressing yourself allows for more clarity. I agree. Um, We're not mind readers, both men and women. So it is really good to uh, be transparent and talk about how you feel, where you're at, and all those things. Um, A lot of men... Okay, so here's where he said this. And and this is where I was like, "Mm, I'm glad he said that. He said a lot of men don't experience a woman being expressive in her desire. So expressing yourself as in showing him that you want him um, is um, like something that he's attracted to, right? Because men are used to being the pursuers and not pursued. And so he said that if you are a woman who also pursues the man who's pursuing you that he likes that and like the right guy likes that and will appreciate that right and so there was this study he said on couples where men said he chose this chick because she liked him so my question was like are they really attracted to women her her pursue because there are guys out there in this realm that have a lot of advice for women who who tell women don't pursue him like that's not attractive to him but then you got this guy saying pursue him because he wants to feel desired just like you want to feel desired right so there's like conflicting advice being given to women um if you're watching and in feel so inclined to write in the comments what you think. I would appreciate that because I think that my audience is basically men anyways. Um, But also interesting fact. So like when, when, when men cheat on women, usually the chick that they cheat on their girl with isn't as physically attractive, but expresses the desire more. They also... He said that men also choose the crazy girl over the chill, like nonchalant one, because at least the crazy girl has passion and shows that she like wants you versus the nonchalant one that's like, "Eh, 
we don't need to argue about that. We're cool. I don't know what is what. You guys fucking confuse me. Let me know what you think. I think that being crazy, I don't think that that works. I'm just not a crazy person, though, so not like that. I won't be all up in your face like that. I feel like I show passion in other ways, and I think it's possible, and I don't think any chick needs to be crazy. Um, does a, a woman pursuing a man, though, does it come off as desperate? And is it, does it apply too much pressure? You know, like, that's what, those are the questions that came to my mind when I saw this. But he said, a woman who expresses herself and her desire for you and is transparent, um, that's irresistible to men. I don't know how I feel about it. What I do think is attractive is communication and like transparency and letting people know like where you're at. Um, I, I do like that. Um, the next thing he said was the next trait is being open-minded and not judgmental. So he also said a man doesn't want to deal with a rigid woman. They want you typically to be open-minded more in the sexual realm. Yeah, You don't necessarily have to be open-minded in all the other realms, he said, but mostly it's a sexual thing. Um, but what I do appreciate that he spoke to was he said, and in order for that to happen... A woman needs to feel comfortable and safe in a relationship, and then she will be more sexually open-minded. 100% yes. Like, I don't know that there's anything I wouldn't do for, like, the man, you know, my man, right? Um, And if I don't feel comfortable and safe, I won't hardly do anything. So that is... I, I'm glad he said that, but, but he did say that it's not solely up to the man to create this like safe space and comfortability. And I thought about that for the second. I'm like, hmm, like what? (sighs) So he said, if a woman sees a man as judgmental about women, She won't feel safe enough to open up because she's afraid he might see her that way. But the same goes for men, right? If you're a woman who makes comments about other men's physical appearance or whatever, or maybe you talk about your ex poorly or whatever, those are things that go in each other's minds that we're like, okay, noted, like don't ever slip up that way, you know, like, and so I, I heard what he said there and I was like, yeah, okay. I hear you. I agree with you again. Darn it. (laughs) Not darn it, but yeah, kind of right. Um, oh, she's not open-minded or she being open-minded and not judgmental. That was number two. So, so, so far the first one is A woman expresses herself, and the second one is a woman is open-minded and not judgmental. The third one, this is a doozy. Are you guys ready? Still with me? Okay, good. Being submissive. Now, (laughs) this is, um, this one here is an interesting one, right? Because being submissive, I feel like, has a negative, um, just like a negative, it's kind of icky almost, right, to say that, especially as a woman. And in 2022, right, like, we are women, hear us roar, like, down with the patriarchy and all these things. But I have said this in the past, like, women are conditioned to be submissive to men, but I think that, like for me personally, 
Like I have not, I don't think there's one man in my past that I ever submitted to. Um, and it all comes down to not trusting them to lead. Right. And now in my 37th year on this planet, I am, like I told you guys, starting to try to tap into the feminine um, and try to, you know, allow some balance here. Um, I'm starting to see, well, too, maybe it's like, okay, I'm 37. I'm not married. Like, maybe it is me. <laughs> um, but this one has always been hard for me. Like I said, haven't trusted everybody. But he said that um, there's three levels to this. Right. And I don't know what you believe in, but there's the last thing he brought up had something to do with God. First level is men and women need to submit to each other and submit to each other's needs. Right. Like. And I, I totally agree with that. I think that that right there is showing each other. You trust each other, taking care of each other. A lot of positive things can come from that. But then he said the next level in the relationship is women submitting to man. And it's not really him taking her voice away, right? And her um, not having any say or anything like that. But it's trusting him to lead and allowing him to remove the burden of some of the shit that a lot of women carry, right? Um, and that to me would be really hard because I would feel guilty about like, I'm the kind of person who I'll take on all the burden, like give it to me. I don't want you to have to worry or any of those things, but maybe that is the masculine energy side of me that like thinks that way. Um, but I don't think that he should have it all either. Like, I just feel like, like, let me help you, you know, let me help you carry those groceries or something, you know, whatever. I don't know. Um, but then he tied this into the femininity or whatever. And he said, if you're not emotionally healthy as a woman, you will block your ability to be in your femininity. You won't be open. And you being feminine is your responsibility as a woman. And men being masculine is their responsibility as a man. But you both need to be healed. Like, and that's kind of where I disagree because I am a huge believer and everybody has a purpose in our life, right? Um, some people's purpose is short term. They come to you. Um, you learn something about yourself or about a person or people or whatever it is you need to learn and then they go. Right. And sometimes that's a couple of months, sometimes that's years. But I think that sometimes people come together and they help each other heal. And then it can be a good thing. Like I've seen it in, in friends and shit. Like, and so that I do disagree with. Um, but then he said the third level is a man submitting to God. I I'm gonna cancel that. Uh, level out because I don't think everybody believes in that. I I am mixed on how I feel about that. Um, but you guys let me know what you think. Being submissive, Keith says being submissive um, can go both ways. Doesn't have to be, one doesn't have to be submissive all the time. Yeah, I agree. I think that we need to learn how to let each other lead when one's stronger and one than the other. And like being self-aware is pretty key. Um, so expressing herself, she's open-minded. She's uh, able to be submissive. The fourth thing that he brought up, he said that is a trait that is irresistible to men is she's appreciative and grateful. I think that this is something that everybody should be, not just women, right? Um, he said not being entitled and being down to earth 
when you're down to earth and you have a good sense of humor and all those things, um, those qualities that you bring more peace to the relationship. You're not having this attitude like, I'm not rewarding you for doing what you're supposed to do. Um, I do know a lot of women who talk like that, who are like, the fuck, like, he's supposed to be that way with me. Like, and I've always been like, he don't owe you anything. Like, nobody owes you anything. Um, And so I like that he brought that point up because I think that that's important. I think that everybody needs to hear that, men and women alike. Um, even if you're doing the bare minimum of what you're supposed to do, like, I'm not necessarily going to give you a gold star or cookie, but I'm going to acknowledge it and I'm going to let you know I appreciate it. Like, I think that that's important because something that I learned in my current job and work is like, what doesn't get celebrated doesn't get repeated and what gets celebrated gets repeated. So like, If you are taking the time to acknowledge the little things that are being done in your relationship, um, then they're likely to happen again. If you're just like, like, okay, and like, that's the fuck you're supposed to do. He's not going to do it. She's not going to do it. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't respond well to that. So I do agree with that piece right there. But I don't know that that is also always seen as attractive or irresistible because I think that when women are like that, it is perceived as a weakness and like, like we are, you can walk all over us because we're nice and we're going to like appreciate the little things you do. So I don't know. I, like I said, there's things that he said here that like, Okay, like on paper, that sounds like it should make sense, but that's just not the way everybody operates. And so I think it is key to say that like the right people like respond the right way, I guess, or people who are in the space where they are self-aware, capable of like reflecting and like seeing how their behavior in these relationships, um, you know, What's the word I was looking for? I just got distracted. (sighs) Fuck. Okay. We're fucking moving on. Okay. Number five, knowing and loving yourself. And I can't tell you how much I agreed with this one. I think it's just attractive on people, period. I think that he said that it speaks to the core issue of insecurity, only accepting a man who loves and likes you for who you are, be the best you. You might attract more, but not everyone you attract is for you. Yes. So I think that this is true because as I've gotten older, I've gotten more comfortable with who I am. I love who I am. I love who I'm becoming. And I think that that energy does attract people. Um, <clears throat> and like, like I've had people hit me up that I knew in middle school for like, oh, like blah, 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 blah. Like I'm had a crush on you forever. Like, nah, dude, like, no, you, you didn't. And it's okay. But like, um, I think that people start to come out the woodworks and you got to like, understand that, like, just because people are coming to you and attracted to you and your energy, Um, it doesn't mean that every single person, um, deserves access to you, should have access to you. You should entertain romantically or anything of the sort. Um, so I do, you know, I, I agree with that piece. I just think that people who are happy and who are happy with themselves or, or actually like at least love themselves attract a lot more. Like if you are light, you will attract, you know, all kinds of shit. Right. Um, right. And you can't expect people to love you if you don't love you. Um, but some people need help finding that. Like, you know, people go through shit and maybe temporarily they don't feel like themselves or that they're comfortable in their skin or whatever. 
And I think that you have an opportunity sometimes to help people find that in themselves as well. And I think that you should do that if you care about whoever. Um, but he also put in a bonus thing. Moving on. Sorry, I don't have a lot of time. Um, emotional intelligence. And this one is attractive on both men and women. I cannot stress this enough that it is saves you a lot of grief, a lot of bullshit when you understand your own emotions and are self-aware and you're in tune with yourself and you know what your triggers are and you have the ability to to be proactive rather than reactive. Um, and I think this comes with time and actually taking the time to reflect on shit that happens to you and the way that you respond to it. I, um, I had a call today with at work and I'm not going to tell you guys who specifically I work for because it's kind of a big deal. <laughs> um, she was talking about, you know, an event plus your response equals your outcome, right? So something happens and the way you respond to it will determine what your outcome is. Now, if you're reacting to it, your outcome is kind of just determined for you. But if you're responding to it, like if you're really like thinking about shit before you respond, then you determine your outcome. And so I think that emotional intelligence is really key because of that equation right there. Um, I don't know if any of that shit fucking made sense to you guys. I know where my brain is and I need you guys to get in my brain right now. And I know this is a podcast and I'm supposed to articulate these thoughts, but um, yeah. <sighs> How do we feel about all the information I just shared right now? This is a doozy, right? I, my, this is shit that actually like regularly goes on in my brain that I think about all the time. I am an overthinker, an overanalyzer. If something pops up in my head, I'm going to like try to fucking figure it out. I'm a problem solver. I love puzzles. So all this kind of stuff is just right up my little fucking nerdy alley and I like geek out on it and I would go into so much more detail about these. I did kind of rush through it. I apologize, but my son is at jujitsu and I do have to pick him up and I would take you guys with me, but I am not on the mobile. Um, so I'm going to read some of these comments and then I will let you guys go enjoy your evening. Um, Bart, what's up, dude? He's back. <laughs> if people love themselves, nobody else will. Uh, no lie. I'm pretty confident, but for some reason, some ladies do intimidate me. Not all. I've been told I'm intimidating. I don't think I'm intimidating. I think that people are intimidated. And uh, that's something that they got to figure out. Um, you get told that it's crazy how easy it is for me to relate to people. That's cool. Larry, I'm glad I'm so cool and love me. That's good that you love you. Love you some you. I love me some me. You always love the conversation. I know, Bart, but... Do you follow me on like my regular Instagram? Because I announce this shit like days in advance. I don't know what your schedule is, but um, I do. I announce it. If you are not following me on my personal Instagram at Estella Bella, E-S-T-E-L-A-B-E-L-L-A, then you are missing all the notifications. Um, also follow Side Friend Chronicles. I should be more active on that Instagram, but I'm not. Um, I will try to get better at that. Um, you guys will see me a week from today here around the same time I'm thinking. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I think that's it. I think that's all I got. I think I'm complete here. Um, be well. Let me know what you guys think about the gun topic. 
you if you weren't here for that, go back and listen to it. Comment. Let me know. Um, I really am curious. And I respect your point of view as long as it's not fucking racist or doesn't hurt anybody, like, for the most part. Um, and obviously anything you want to comment, um, that has to do with anything I just talked about. So have a good night. Love you all. Appreciate you. Don't forget to like this video. Um, if you want me to keep doing this, obviously I'm not going to keep doing it. if People don't like it and subscribe if you haven't. Um, if you're listening on an audio platform, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, hopefully a positive one. Um, and be great. Have a good week, guys.